Welcome to the Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, baddies. Happy Monday, and welcome back to the Soft Life. I'm so excited to be here with you all today and welcome you back into this week's episode. As a recap, last week's episode was all about the four ways that you can conserve and manage your energy on a daily basis. And this episode really resonated with so many of you. Again, if you're not already following us on Instagram at the Soft Life Pod, this is where we'll share not only weekly drops of our episodes but recaps and more content so that you can take bits and pieces with it with you on a daily basis so definitely check out that episode if you haven't already this week's episode is all about being in sync this week we have the honor of speaking to nam bachmeyer who is a certified menstrual cycle coach functional hormone specialist and cookbook author Nam's mission is to empower you to balance your period pain, PMS, and irregular cycles to help you connect to the power of your period with cyclical living and mind-body-soul nourishment. As a Thai German queer woman, she creates an inclusive space on her Instagram and TikTok for Black, Indigenous, people of color, and LGBTQIA folks, and offers intimate one-to-one coaching, deep dive workshops, and more. This conversation really, really enlightened me when it comes to learning about cyclical living and listening to my mind and body. I hope that this episode resonates with you. I know it will. I learned so much information. And of course, all of the important information and links will be in our show notes. Let's welcome Nam to The Soft Life. So I know that you go by the cyclical coach on social media, um, but can you tell us what cyclical living is for those who don't know? I have an idea um, because I've been very curious about cyclical living and seeing a lot of content, obviously your content, that's how we connected um, online, but I would love to know more about what cyclical living is. Yes, sure. Oh, my favorite topic of all times. (laughs) <laughs> so cyclical living, a lot of people also know it by um, cycle syncing. And cyclical living is basically the concept of designing your life around your menstrual cycle. And your menstrual cycle is not just your period, but actually the series of hormonal changes that you go through over roughly a couple of 20 of 28 days. Exactly. And this menstrual cycle has four different phases and every phase is a little bit different. I'm sure that all of you have noticed that you have a premenstrual, you have your period, and then after that comes your follicular phase and your ovulatory phase. And all those four phases, you have changing levels of energy, of proactivity, of libido, of mood, and also your nutritional change, your nutritional needs are changing. So the concept of cyclical living is basically adapting your lifestyle to really Um, cater to the needs that you have in the four different phases of your cycle and what that does Mm. so designing a life around your menstrual cycle the cyclical way of living is it really helps you to not only reduce any physical symptoms that you might experience in your cycle like PMS and period pain but also it helps you to 
live more in tune with your body and really understand those hormonal fluctuations and that can help you to um, boost your self-love and be more in touch with you yourself um, in like a mindful way and it's kind of like surfing the waves of your hormones instead of swimming against the current like pushing yourself and stuff so yeah. Yeah, that's what cyclical living is about. A really beautiful tool to connect with yourself in a deeper level. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. I know this is probably new for some folks. I know for myself, you know, this is not new. This is what my ancestors did. This is what your ancestors did. So this is this is really um this is ancient technology that they've been using for years and centuries. I mean, before there was the birth control pill, before there were any apps, that's exactly what our ancestors did to track their menstrual cycles. Um, I actually was, I think the first time I, I started learning about cyclical living was on YouTube. And I, you know, it's it's just what you sh what you shared. It's the holistic approach to your hormonal cycle you know, not just when you are bleeding. Um, and I would love to know how this became part of your wellness journey, because for a lot of folks, this might be trendy or new, but as we mentioned, it's not new. It's just resurging in, you know, the wellness space. Um, from your own wellness journey, how did you get started as a menstrual coach and um, someone who's actually built a community through sharing this information and this really important um, topic? Mm. I think I've always been very passionate about um, empowerment and feminism. I was always the one in my friend group giving the pep talks while <laughs> giving you a bowl of food and the pep talk came with that. And um, yeah, I just loved empowering women and menstruating people it was always a thing. And I was always open to talk about periods, but I was on hormonal birth control myself for 10 years. So I wasn't really connected to that part of myself until I decided to go off of it just because I was mm -hmm. curious, not because I was struggling with hormonal birth control, but because I was curious, like, how am I without this medication? Yes. Like what, what, what kind of person am I going to be? Like, yes. how am I going to feel like, and how is it going to be to have those hormonal changes? And yeah, I was just being really curious about it. And then I went off and really got to know my cycle. And I feel like myself on a way deeper level. And that kind of sparked a lot of inspiration in me. Like, I really want to share that knowledge, like how you can live more in tune with your cycle and how you can really harness the power of your hormones instead of just feeling like you have to to fight against any changes in your energy levels and really you have to push through like this narrative that we're being taught in our culture that we are always having to go 110% at all times as if we're ovulating like 24-7. Right. And just understanding that I think was really for me such a defining moment in my life that I was like, everyone everybody should be able to understand this and apply that to themselves and to their life and just feel more empowered by this knowledge about their own body because I think that is that is what empowerment is about understanding yourself so you can stand up for yourself and then yeah. you feel truly empowered right yeah absolutely yeah I think um I think the autonomy factor is so huge when it comes to this topic when it comes to this lifestyle and this approach is taking power back into your own hands and for 
those of us who menstruate and those of us who have to deal with this hormonal cycle that is just seems very unstable. It can be debilitating. I know firsthand I have had, you know, those months where I'm like, what is going on with me? Like, I don't know what's going on with my body. Like I feel all over the place. I just feel really unsettled and not grounded and unaware of what is actually happening in my body. Um, and obviously it affects your mental health. I, I think most people that have dealt with periods can, can agree that it affects our mental health a lot. Maybe for some people, that's the biggest trigger for your mental health. Maybe you're fine. You know, for those who have, uh, maybe PMDD, which is when you have those extreme symptoms of PMS, um, during your cycle, and maybe you're fine for the whole month and then boom, your period hits and you're like, I'm done with the world. Like, I can't do this. Can you speak more about the connection of our mental health and our menstrual cycle awareness? Absolutely. There is a huge connection between you understanding your menstrual cycle and how it influences you and maybe even worsens your mental health challenges that you're struggling with. And For a lot of people that are already having anxiety or even depression or panic attacks or whatsoever, um, being in a cyclical body with those hormonal fluctuations can be really triggering sometimes because we may um, feel more sensitive towards those hormonal fluctuations, which are completely normal. But also if we have any hormonal imbalances going on in our body, then this can really worsen those symptoms that we're having. And what you just mentioned PMDD, which is basically PMS on steroids, but like really heavy suicidal thoughts, like to that kind of direction, feeling um, just wiped out like a week before your period. And then the symptoms get better when you're, when you're having your period, this can, um, yeah, this is really challenging for a lot of people. But when you start understanding how your menstrual cycle is and how what kind of hormones are at play at which time and what um, could really lead to those symptoms worsening I think then you can prepare a little bit better and you can make space for yourself and maybe ask for some help in the phases where you know it's going to be a challenge for you and just making sure that you're landing a little bit softer in each of these phases and um, getting the support that you need also when it comes to from menstrual cycle coaching perspective the right nutrition or um, helping yourself out with lifestyle changes can really help to, if you're addressing those symptoms, um, can really can really help you to uh, decrease any mental health challenges that are worsening in, in specific cycle phases. Yeah, I, I think that um, so many of us are just now getting familiar with the possibility that wait, maybe I don't have to suffer this way every single month if I can make some changes, you know? I know it's natural for us to go through this cycle every month. However, when you realize that there are tools and there's resources available for you to make this a little bit easier on you, I think that approach is an approach of compassion and self-awareness, and we're deserving of that. And I think that the work you're doing is so important and impactful because a lot of us are even embarrassed to talk about periods or menstruation and um 
speaking to that, I would love for you to share some of the stigma or challenges you've come across, whether it's your own, whether it's through, you know, your community and people that you know, or whether it's through your client work and the people that you work with. Um, what are some of the stigma and challenges that you have to overcome or you have to overcome together in order to do the work of getting folks into their their natural rhythm? Hmm. Personally, I growing up in, in Thailand and Germany, I struggled a lot with just seeing periods and menstrual cycles as a natural and normal thing and maybe something positive even. Um, when I think back of Thailand, you're not allowed to go to temples when you're menstruating because you're just excluded from, from that space. In Germany, it's the same. Like We don't really talk much about periods. Um, it's not a thing. And if you have any period problems or hormone health challenges, doctors also don't really seem to be so open to talk about it and to like help you with it. But it's like, here's hormone birth control. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, is that my only solution? I think one of the biggest stigmas around menstrual cycle care, well-being, period health is what you kind of mentioned before that we see it as such a negative thing and something that makes us unpredictable or unreliable as menstruating people and something that makes us even crazy or hysterical or yeah. whatever. There's just so much like negative um, emotions also. And I understand because not a lot of us have had positive experiences menstruating. Maybe your first period was just shocking to you or you had really bad yeah. experiences. And I understand that there's so much trauma their collective trauma, if you will. Yeah. Even maybe passed down ancestral lineage as well. Yeah. And I feel like that is the the biggest challenge that I see when when I'm working with with people is to kind of rewire your mindset around the menstrual cycle as a tool for you, the menstrual cycle as something that you can harness for your own benefit, the way that you see fit for your creativity, for your social life, for your um, productivity for your mindfulness for your mental health there's so many ways that you can really um, use this innate cycle that you have to um, yeah to to your to your benefit at the end of the day and it's it's more a matter of learning to learning the how because you've got that inner rhythm built into your body as well like you already have yeah. that it's like a natural imprint that you have and it's more about like leaning in instead of leaning out and being like scared of it or just being like not understanding it and I think that is probably one of the, the huge factors as soon as people start understanding it and like noticing things about themselves they're getting curious and they're like able to overcome this mindset of oh I yeah. hate my menstrual cycle I hate being on my period but actually rephrasing that like oh I'm curious to see what if I make this kind of change in my life in my nutrition in my mindset how will I experience my period then? Or how, yeah. what's going to happen for me if I'm if in my next cycle phase, X, Y, Z. So um, yeah, yeah, just, I think the mindset about how we, how we're seeing menstrual cycles, that's, that's a huge stigma today still. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even the way I, I'm starting to slowly notice a shift in how, um, our menstrual cycle and also in the media and marketing how it's being portrayed I think for the first time in a few years I've seen 
ads and um, commercials about period products being more inclusive, um, showing people that are not just thin, um, cisgender, white, <laughs> you know, presenting, um, oh, having gosh. periods because it's, it's way more inclusive than that. And I, I'm happy to see those changes. I think also different period products being, um, shared on the market, like having a menstrual cup versus, um, tampons or pads and being more aware of different types of companies and what, they provide in terms of what's best for our bodies. Just again, the autonomy is so much more visible, I think, than it ever yeah. has been. Because I know when I was, I think, 13 or 14, when I got my first period, and I was just like, and I was in gym class, and I oh, <laughs> didn't, I didn't have anything with me. And I was just like, oh, here we go, here we go. But the beautiful thing I will say. Um, so my, I'm Ghanaian, I'm Ghanaian American, West African, and in our culture, it's actually, it's a rite of passage. So there was a little bit less like shame and it was more excitement. I remember my mom and my sister, and my aunt were there when I came home and my mom was like, you're a woman now, you know, and she was so happy for me. I think she took me out to get pancakes or something like it was something that was actually beautiful. Oh my God. <laughs> it felt, yeah, it felt heartwarming. And she, um, in our culture also, we wear waist beads and it is, um, uh, it's a decoration that, um, a lot of women wear when they start their period. Um, and it is really, I think in our culture, it's to embrace that, that, um, new rite of passage that um, young folks go through at that time. And it kind of sim symbolizes it and signifies that. So, you know, you get your waist speeds, you have a conversation with your aunts and it's like, it feels more communal. And I think that's mm -hmm. like beautiful that I had that experience, even though it was a little awkward and I didn't really know what was going on. I did feel comforted like by my mom upholding those traditions and in a way that I think that kind of helped me to remove that stigma. Um, this is probably also the first time I've ever talked about my period publicly, which is again, like, I think talking to you makes it more comfortable. Cause I'm like, listen, she's the expert here. If, if there's <laughs> going to be a time for me to talk about my period is right now. Okay. Um, so I'm just, I'm really glad that you've created such a soft and open and safe space. Um, as a cancer would. Um, I'm, very glad <laughs> I'm very, very glad that you've created that space. Um, Thank you so much I for also, sharing this and being so open. Yeah. I feel like a lot of folks will be able to relate and also maybe just think back about their own first period and how, yeah. how they experienced it. And maybe they had a very different experience to what you just shared. And then yeah. just think about what you would have liked it to be and if you can rewrite that narrative for yourself and maybe yeah. just yeah just have a think about your first period it's like such a defining moment there is actually a word for it it's called menarche the first oh. period that we have yes I love the oh, rite of wow. passage that you just said it because it's menarche yes. it's amazing that's beautiful wow we learn something new every single day um, but speaking of learning more about the, the different phases and cycles, can you kind of walk us through, I mean, a lot of us been walking around bleeding every month, not knowing what the hell's going on, just kind of <laughs> chilling, you know, just trying to make it through what, 
are the the cycles? What are the like the phases um, that we have? You know, when we menstruate, what what does each phase mean? Both like biologically, physically, and maybe even um, socially, mentally. What does how do those phases affect us on a day to day basis? If you could kind of give us a deep dive, because some of us don't know what a luteal phase is or follicular phase is. But if you could speak to that and really kind of give us that overview that so many of us probably really need that'd be amazing <laughs> for sure so your cycle this 28 day ish um time mm-hmm. starts with your menstruation so the first day of your period and this is the menstrual phase which is the first phase of the four and this is when you're having your period and all your hormones are at the lowest level so you might also feel a little bit low in energy by the way, period pain is not normal. I just want to put it out there. If you're struggling with period pain, this is a sign for you today to investigate what's going on because it's just the sign of your body trying to talk to you and be like, hey, there's something going yeah. on. And this is also what I like to call the phase of inner winter. So we can also use mm. um, this beautiful idea of the inner seasons to connect more with the different phases of the cycle. And after winter comes spring, and this is the follicular phase, which um, is the phase between menstruation and ovulation. And this Mm -hmm. is the phase where a lot of people feel like their energy levels are rising, they're more motivated, maybe even playful, and are really like ready to get out there in the world again, out of their period cave. And this is the vibe until inner summer. Inner summer is sort of the peak of our cycle with ovulation. Ovulation is when our body is releasing an egg and we are fertile um, so we can conceive or try to avoid pregnancy if this is not what we're <laughs> what we want to do right now. Yeah. And around ovulation, you might really feel that peak energy and you feel your body feeling strong and your digestion going really well and your skin glowing, your boobs look nice and you're just like, yes. Ooh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I call that the Beyonce face. Like it's just... Accurately described. <laughs> yeah, like goddess mode on. You're like royalty now. Like, okay. <laughs> and after that comes, comes that switch again so you're really outward and out there in the world and you don't mind people giving you attention and just yeah Beyonce queen mode yes 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 but after yes. ovulation comes your inner autumn and what we do in autumn is or in fall I think as Americans mm-hmm. say it yeah it's uh, you're getting cozy you might want to stay in more you might want to just hang out with your comfort people and this is yeah. this cozy inwardness feeling of the luteal phase, which is one of the longest phases of our menstrual cycle between 10 to 16 days. Um, this is, yeah, due to the, pro- to the hormone progesterone, which is your natural antidepressant and sort of chill pill hormone makes you feel cozy, makes you stay at home. I also call this the turtle phase. You kind of want to protect yourself a little bit more. And this is also a phase where a lot of people may struggle with premenstrual symptoms like mood swings, irritability, or just those breast tenderness and like all these symptoms that we that are also, by the way, not normal. PMS is also not normal. Yeah. It's very common, but it's not normal either. Um, and then after the luteal phase, the cycle starts all over again. So then you're getting your period and it's every time a new cycle. And I yeah. like to see the menstrual cycle as a whole with the four different phases. 
as this innate inner rhythm that you have um, that is just your second biological rhythm and every phase i kind of shared a little about what each phase is about lends itself to something different for example if you were to schedule a job interview what would be the best mm -hmm. phase of the cycle to do that of course when you're feeling at your best right yeah like, ovulating yeah. if you were to want to release something of your life that's no longer serving you something that you might have realized this is not this is not what i need this is not what i want this is not what's serving me right now what would be a better phase than your period where you're releasing something your yeah. your blood anyway and you can really let let go of what's no longer serving you as well or what is another great phase to just try something new like hang out with a new person you haven't seen in a while or I don't know um, do that pottery class or just putting yourself out there and and being playful and that would be the flamethrower phase so there's so many things that you can do in yeah. the different phases where your body is naturally more inclined to support you anyway like your body has got your back depending on what you want to yeah. do so this is um, a little bit uh, about menstrual cycle awareness and how you can start living yeah. with your menstrual cycle Wow. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I'm just glad that this is a podcast so people can pause and write notes and, you know, reflect on what you share, because that that's some real key information that a lot of us have maybe never even heard of those terms or those phases. So really appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, definitely look more for those listening definitely look more into this because there is a lot of research. There's a ton of information out there. It's just that because the stigma of menstruation and periods is so prevalent, a lot of us are unaware or maybe embarrassed or feel awkward looking into this, this information and just the biology of our bodies. Um, yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Right. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. Um, You're so welcome. And if you want to dive yes. deeper into that, I actually have a guide on my Instagram that you can have a look Ooh. at at the Cyclical Coach. Go to my guides and I break down every phase of the cycle in yes. detail. What happens on a physical level, on a nutritional level, yeah. on an emotional level, on a spiritual level, like each phase kind of broken down and how long each yes. phase is. So you can save those posts, read whenever you want. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a resource that I've put out there. Um, what I feel like is is really key to start understanding your cycle and starting to understand yourself better. And also just understanding that a lot of people have the same experiences in their cycle as you. And some yeah. things that you might feel like are super weird or like oh this is just something that I'm doing for example I had a poll on my Instagram stories the other day about um cleaning this urge to clean out your closet and I don't know scrub yeah. the bathroom um a lot of people have that in their luteal phase just in the days before their periods so in their premenstrual in their luteal phase in their inner autumn and I was wondering who else felt that way and so many people were yeah. like oh my god this is me I like clean like same <laughs> right literally me yeah yeah and then and just understanding that hey this is actually like a collective feeling that we all might yeah. go through and every menstrual cycle and every person's menstrual cycle is different but there's comfort in that there's comfort in knowing hey I'm not the only one experiencing this I'm not the only one with those weird little cycle related things and maybe you can't even connect it right now to your menstrual cycle 
but um, there's so many patterns out there that it's just really fun to explore and then to connect with other people with. Yes, I definitely identify with that. I honestly, I literally just donated um, <laughs> so many clothes yesterday. <laughs> I've been like cleaning out my closet all week. I just got back from um, from vacation, but like I've been in like this deep, like kind of like a, almost like a nesting mode, you know? And oh my God, I think it's yeah. just, yeah. Like I, I think it's amazing that so many other people relate to that, that um, activity or that, pattern of doing that during your during your luteal phase so um, I love that you just said nesting by the way because that is exactly yeah. what your body is doing it's trying to right it is because that's the phase from a biological perspective where your body thinks oh they might be pregnant and we want to protect yeah. whatever is going on so we'll right. try to keep them safe <laughs> and we'll try to make them prepare for whatever is to come and remove any like wrists like I don't know overstuffed closets or like <laughs> too loudly breathing yeah. partners um, or just anything <laughs> that's you know not serving us and just right. making sure that everything is ready for what's to come so nesting is exactly nesting is yeah. probably the progesterone's favorite word honestly yeah yes we love a nesting phase I think that's my favorite phase of Give me the soups, the warm yes. blanket, all of that, the Netflix. That's that's my vibe. Love it. Uh, more often than not. <laughs> um, but I would love um, to know, you know, you shared a lot about the rhythm and our baseline of our cycle. And um, just so that we can kind of compare like, okay, where are we? this month versus like later in the month um i would love to know what are some of the signs that we're outside of alignment of our cycle what are some of the signs that our system might be out of whack um and not in a negative way of like you know you're not a machine you're a body you're human right like our our bodies are not perfect but what are some of the signs that maybe it's time to look deeper into the patterns of our menstrual cycle and ways that we can kind of come back into alignment with it? Oh, so many signs. I would probably just say anything that you experience that is that are physical symptoms that seemingly are unrelated to your menstrual cycle. So that could be breast tenderness, that could be um, feeling bloated and then, of course, like the more prominent symptoms that a lot of people experience, mainly period pain and PMS, um, those symptoms can be a sign of you not living in tune with your menstrual cycle, as well as anything emotionally, like cycle related. So that could be cycle related anxiety, those mood swings, frustration, anger that you're feeling. Um, and maybe you're not even relating them to specific parts of your menstrual cycle, but a lot of people might experience that in their premenstrual, aka their luteal phase, um, in the, the phase just before their period. Some people might have a lot of anxiety around ovulation because this is when the hormone estrogen is peaking, and that can make us feel a little bit brain foggy or scattered at times. Yeah. And I have that a lot, like monkey mind, like just running around and like, oh, yeah. I want to do everything, and then just not being able to focus at all when I'm around ov ovulation. So there's shadow sides to each phase of the cycle. 
and there is nice sides to each phase of the cycle as well even to those phases where we're like is there like a positive side to bleeding i don't even know but um these are all like physical emotional symptoms can all be signs that we're not living in alignment with our body's innate inner rhythm and that we might not um, first understand it and then secondly like design our life around it and I'm I'm not saying that you have to every phase needs to be perfectly adapted but I think it all starts with awareness because awareness creates space and you giving yourself a little bit more space even it's just even if it's just you know that you're in your pre-menstrual, you know, your period is coming and you have a lot at work or at school, whatever, just giving yourself those extra five minutes of nourishment, mind, body, soul, whatever you need, that can make such a huge difference in in the way that you're experiencing those symptoms. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for sharing that. I think, like you said, like just that awareness, it allows us to pay attention to ourselves in a more intimate way and a more intuitive way. And I think the, the more that we practice this, because this is, is, it is almost like a skill in a way, especially if this is new for you, or you've been on hormonal birth control for a lot of a long time, and you are detached from what your body naturally is trying to tell you or suggest to you or prompts you. Um, this is really a great practice. And I know the, the longer and the more comfortable you are with it, the more intuitive it feels um, and becomes. Um, exactly. I, yes, you are someone who has created so many amazing tools um, to help us get in alignment, to feel our best, to just be more aware. And one of those tools is your cookbook, Nourish Your Cycle, which is so accessible and so needed. And it's available on your website, as I know. But can you tell us about your cookbook and, you know, what um, your intention is behind it and kind of how you came about even writing it? Mm, I would love to. My cookbook is a cycle conscious cookbook. So it breaks down the four phases and gives you recipes that are easily made and easily understandable um, to really make in those four phases. So you have a little bit of inspiration and you can nourish your body according to the different phases, the four phases of your menstrual cycle. And the inspiration definitely came from my own culture or my the many cultures that I grew up with. Because as as mentioned before, like food is just such a huge part of Thai culture and um, really for me bridged the gap to connect more with my mother's ancestral line just through taste and smell and just the process of making food. And yeah, so that's why I've always been a foodie, a passionate cook and been really cooking for my friends and just showing my love for food. And I've wanted to translate and combine translate that into cycle awareness and combine that with this idea of living cyclically and also create a cookbook that is easily understandable for beginners who might not be pros Mm -hmm. in the kitchen um that's inclusive so it's not only for women but also any person who menstruates and also has recipes from all over the world so not only the white that girl definition of healthy food (laughs) okay there's nothing wrong with that like sorry no shade (laughs) but um there's also nothing wrong with eating thai peruvian moroccan food to balance your hormones right three of my favorite cuisines hands down first of all like 
so oh, good so good <laughs> seriously yeah I'm yeah I just love just exploring different cuisines and then imagine you just having a tool on hand where you can try out recipes from different cultures while at the same time just yeah honoring your body's inner rhythm your body's menstrual cycle so I wanted to create that resource and completely self-produced in my apartment in Amsterdam um and yeah it's been like a, a ride to create this cookbook but I'm so proud of this piece of work I yes. put out there and yeah go check it out on my website if you're yes. interested and by the way if you are wanting to I wanted to add that to the conversation that we just had about um, menstrual cycle awareness if you want to dive deeper into understanding your menstrual cycle I have a free resource as well which is a cycle chart which is basically like a cycle tracker for you to print out and to start tracking your menstrual cycle so you can understand your menstrual cycle and what it means for you mm -hmm. and I also have that on my website or I'm sure that you will probably pop it in the, in the show yeah, notes definitely and absolutely I have a little tutorial as well like how to track your menstrual cycle not for like um, fertility awareness or like um to for conception or trying to avoid pregnancy but actually to just becoming yeah. aware of your menstrual cycle and for phases and what it means for you so this is another resource that you can access yes you are full of resources and tools and I love it I'm so excited I'm definitely going to be grabbing the cookbook um it's exactly what I need at this point in my life I just turned 30 a few couple weeks ago and I'm like all right girl time to like you know really be an expert with your own body and your own cycle um and just try to holistically approach um being more in alignment so I'm so excited to check out the cookbook try the recipes again I love Peruvian Moroccan and Thai food like ironically those are my top in my top five favorite foods um, <laughs> ever. So I am so excited to check out the cookbook. Um, aside from what all of the amazing resources of your own that you mentioned, where can um, folks, or what are some of your favorite resources um, or outlets um, in your community or just through your own research where you've learned about cyclical living, um, whether it's books, um, podcasts, social accounts. Um, what are your your favorite um, ways to learn more about this or to introduce people to this? Period Power by Macy Hill, which is a book. She also has a podcast. Mm. Macy Hill is uh, the OG. She's amazing. The Period Power literally changed my life. I think it was the first mm. book that I read on cycle awareness and just, wow, okay, mind blown. Another great book is The Fifth Vital Sign by Lisa Hendrickson-Jack. Um, love mm. that book too. Amazing. So these are two book resources. And then there's also, if you're wanting to understand your menstrual cycle or maybe the awareness bit a little bit more, um, there's amazing fertility awareness educators out there, like Nat, who has a really cool guide on cervical mucus and how everything's connected in your menstrual cycle. Um, also basal body temperature if you want to get get into that there's a really cool TED talk about that um, by Dr. Talithia Williams and um, just on TED talks in general there is so many um, about menstrual cycle related 
yeah, cycle syncing um, TED Talks. Another one is by Dr. Stacy Sims, I think is her name, which is um, titled Women Are Not Small Men. And mm. is a really cool TED Talk about how um, our movement and exercise routines we want to adapt that to our menstrual cycle as well because our yeah. bodies are not yeah our bodies are cyclical so if you're exercising if you're going to the gym on a regular basis you probably notice that in different phases of your cycle you have different energy levels and strength levels and um that's a really cool cool tool too to just um dive into that and yeah, there's so many out there and of course you can yeah. always go to my Instagram and check out yes. all the free resources that I have there. I have a ton, like I have so many guides so on PMS yes. and on just like like living if you're starting out um, and recipes, a couple of, as well. Yeah. So yeah, check them out. Thank you so much. Um, definitely check out those resources and some of those TED Talks and books that you mentioned for a deeper dive. But I think your your Instagram and your social media accounts are kind of like the comforting landing page for that. Like I, yeah. I would go there first before yeah. I, I delve into the other resources. Like yours just feels like so warm um, oh, and open. You. So yeah, I'm excited um, to learn more about this. Um, but I have a couple more questions for you. Um, and how, what are, what are your three like go-to self-care practices? I mean, it could be centered around your cycle or it could just be in general, but what are your three go-to self-care practices when you need to nourish yourself? Because you're helping so many people nourish themselves, but I'd love to know how you pour back into yourself through your self-care practices. The first one would probably be cooking always, yes. making food for myself, nourishing myself, and really taking time with that, like from going to the farmer's market to um, thinking about what I want to cook and what I want to create today and taking time to eat and all of that. I think taking time to eat, especially and like being mindful about how I'm eating the food. Um, another one is just dancing and moving my body, dancing, especially putting on some good music and yes. just moving my hips and like stretching and I don't know, just moving my body and get some energy flowing out and even shaking if I need to release some, some stuff. Yeah. Um, and another one is journaling, which I never thought that I was that I was a journaling person. But um, since the last year or so, I've been journaling a lot. And I feel like it's very grounding to start my morning yeah. just with a little bit of journaling, just writing down, sometimes random, but definitely like writing yeah. down what cycle day I'm on and how I'm feeling and just checking in with myself without like any judgment, but just bringing it down on paper. Yes. Yeah. So these are I my favorite practices i'm guessing yeah i love i love it's it's great because you kind of have like the mental physical and then uh nutritional nutritional yeah exactly <laughs> um i also i always think of journaling journaling like kind of like makeshift therapy it's honestly like diet therapy yes. when you don't have a therapist whip out that journal you're going to learn a lot about yourself you're going to learn a lot about your thought process and it's just like it's literally therapeutic um I've been journaling since I was eight years old so wow. <laughs> I have oh a shit gosh. ton of journals yeah I my, my goal is to pass them down to my daughter but so much of it's going to have to be redacted um or my kids just I'm going to have to 
blank some pages out because I'm gonna be like, listen, guys, you don't need to read that. But you know, here's your stack of 35 journals um, over the years. But wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> I love that. Do you It'll sometimes go back um, and and read? Oh yeah, you do. At the end of every year, I have this like ritual with myself where I'll like light some candles and everything, and I'll just like go through my journal of the year, and I'll be like, "Damn, girl, damn, you really, <laughs> you, wow. you really went through it." But um, it's such a good reflective practice for me. It shows me where my headspace was in the beginning of the year versus the end of the year. It helps me to reflect, like. Um, I always try to buy like a new journal for the beginning of the year and finish it probably halfway through or, you know, maybe like nine months out, whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, I think journaling is like, it's such, it's such a great way to learn about yourself. And I think, you know, whether it's through audio messages, some people would like to leave like audio messages um, on their phones or in their notepad, whatever it is, but tracking and documenting your thought process is so Great. And it's similar to like tracking your cycle too, right? Just you learn more about your cycle once you start documenting it and tracking it. But same with our thoughts, you know? Um, Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and last question for you is what does softness mean for you? Oh, I love the word softness, first of all. Um, yeah. For me, it feels like a very long exhale mm. and self-acceptance and noticing all the feelings that I have without attaching like a judgment to it and being like, oh, mm -hmm. this is a good thought. This is a bad thought. This is a good emotion. This is a bad emotion. Yeah. But just noticing it and not really judging it and just, um, and then yeah. softness also means forgiving myself so I can take best care of myself I think that yes. is what softness means for me like in a world where we are constantly like being groomed to be better thrive better become better like self-development but also just letting it be enough and for that like forgiving my forgiving myself for like anything I thought that I messed up which is not even a thing um yeah but yeah just creating that space so I can take care of myself. That's what softness is for me. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Nam. Um, to end our beautiful conversation, we're going to dive right into the rapid fire Ooh, session. And these are just five really fun questions catered and designed around you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're just gonna, you're just gonna answer as, Honestly, the first thing comes to mind. No pressure. Let's um, go. Okay. Yes. Okay. First question. Your favorite recipe from your cookbook, Nourish Your Cycle. My Thai rice soup. Most comfort, Ooh. my biggest comfort food in the world. Um, yes, that's it. Okay. Definitely going to check that out. Um, your favorite period product? Period underwear. By far. Yes. Yeah. It's a lifesaver never that's go back <laughs> once you try it you never go back that's a good one okay Kendrick or Doja Cat because I know oh. you dance to both <laughs> that's a tough one but I have to go with King Kenny yes yes his concert in Amsterdam was just 
out of this world. Oh, I, I love so it mad so I missed much. it. Oh, it was so no, no, Kenny, Kenny for sure. Yeah, yeah, legendary, legendary. Um, best spot for vintage shopping in Amsterdam. Ooh, difficult one, but I would say go to the yacht. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this the right way for all Dutchies out there, excuse me. It's in the <laughs> north and it's a market every Saturday. Like it, one of the biggest um, flare markets in all over Europe, apparently. So there's so much mm. stuff there. Amazing. When I was in Amsterdam, um, we wanted to go to the Neuter Market. Oh. I don't know if you've heard. Okay. Neuter That's market? one of the. Yeah. Neuter. Okay. Saying yeah. it <laughs> wanted to go there but it was closed so weren't able to go but next time definitely um and last question what is the your favorite city that you visited or lived in ever I will have to go with Amsterdam (laughs) yeah yeah that's for sure I just love living by the water and I love living in Europe as well I think I wouldn't want to choose anywhere else but Amsterdam is yeah, an amazing city. It has it. It has it all. It's um, it really I is. It. I know. I'm so glad I got a chance to see it and visit it. It's always been on my bucket list. I will be back, and when I'm back, I will definitely love to grab lunch, coffee, definitely a waffle or something. Yes. <laughs> with you. Oh, I'll give you a tour. Yes, I would love that. Yes, please. Yes, please. Thank you so much. And if you could share where we can find you, where we can stay in contact with you. Sure. For everyone listening. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. It's at the cyclical coach. And I also have a web- website called the minus cyclicalcoach.com. But on my Instagram, this is where I'm the most active. I'm posting on my stories almost daily. And this is why I put most of my resources out there. So this is the best place to stay connected and feel free to um, pop me a message and yeah, just connect and have a chat about your menstrual cycle. I'm always open for that, to share experiences and see where you're at in your menstrual cycle journey. Amazing. Thank you so much. I will definitely be linking everything in the show notes so folks can follow you. Nam, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I'm sending you so much love. And I hope to see you in person soon. Likewise. Thank you so, so much for having me. It was so much fun. And thank you so much. Thank you. To stay connected, join Sadie Baddies on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and more. And sign up for our monthly newsletter on sadiebaddies.com to stay in the loop. Sending you hella love and stay soft, baddie.